Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. Good morning, everyone. Today is the next in this fantastic series, Set the Downtrodden Free, which has been given to us by Simon John. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, uh, Elizabeth and listeners. Simon, um, as I'm sure you know by now, is a retired solicitor, a lifelong human rights activist and um, a husband, a father, a grandfather. And he's been taking us through the sometimes rather shocking uh, details of modern slavery. And today he's going to be talking on the sensitive topic of forced marriage, uh, including child marriage and touching also on arranged marriages. So over to you, Simon. Well, thank you very much. Um, just to uh, introduce the subject, um, the, I, I'm going to, to, to describe the, the um, subject headings, if you like, that we're going to be um, dealing with, namely some definitions, uh, prevalence, the extent to which this problem exists around the world, which may be surprising. Um, and uh, the UK law regarding forced marriages, including forced marriage protection orders, uh, which can be obtained in the UK, uh, some cases that have occurred in the UK, a bit about the helplines that are available, um, and the demographics of victims where what they're they're generically like uh, where they come from ages genders etc because it's not all female victims um a particular organization which is i think the only charity which deals only in this field um some research a victim's perspective and the way forward. So um, moving straight into some definitions, um, I'm actually going to start with a, a a more generic description from the UN, which describes um, this problem, forced marriage, as a human rights violation and a harmful practice that leads to the infliction of physical, mental or sexual harm or suffering and that it has both short-term and long-term consequences and negatively impacts the capacity of individuals to realise their full rights. Um, the UN go on to say that child marriage is considered a form of forced marriage, given that one or other of the parties cannot express full, free or informed consent um, because they're not an adult, uh, however, in many countries, 16 and 17 year olds who wish to marry are legally able to do so following a judicial ruling or with parental consent. And um, it, it may be a surprise um, to know that that was, of course, the case in the UK. 16 and 17 year olds could marry with their parents' consent until um, April of this year. Um, so the UK government has a forced marriage unit that's been around, I think, for about 10 or 15 years. Um, and it um, defines forced marriage as being where one or both people do not consent to the marriage um, and pressure or abuse is used. Uh, in the cases of people without capacity or learning difficulties, um, they learning disabilities, they can't consent. Um, uh, and uh, the same forced marriage unit describes the types of pressure that can be put on people in an attempt to make them marry against their will. And these include coercion, um, physical violence, including sexual violence, emotional and psychological duress, and financial abuse um, that they uh, tell us that forced marriage is intrinsically linked with family honor 
and can lead to honour-based abuse. And forced marriage can happen for several reasons. Um, just pausing there, I think it helps to look back um, historically um, at, for example, the monarchies um, who used to marry children off, didn't they, um, four or five hundred years um, ago and um, and earlier. And one can even think of some uh, modern cases where um, at least some pressure has been applied in relation to um, marriages in monarchies, uh, we've been told. Um, and the sort of things that uh, that that are at the background in the background here um, are to preserve and protect cultural and religious norms, um, pressure from the extended family or community um, to fulfil long-standing family commitments or strengthen family ties, uh, to ensure wealth, land, or property uh, remain in. Um, a, uh, an extended family, or indeed come into the family, uh, to resolve a dispute, um, to provide one of the parties with British citizenship, uh, to provide a carer for a family member with a disability, to control perceived problematic behaviour, um, to deal with an unplanned pregnancy, uh, and something called widow inheritance, in certain countries, I'm 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 aware that there's a perceived obligation to marry the male relative of a late husband. So let's consider arranged marriages. Um, forced marriage marriage shouldn't be confused uh, with arranged marriages. Um, arranged marriages involve the parents, usually the parents or other older family members, um, usually of both spouses, taking a leading role in arranging the marriage. However, in an arranged marriage, the choice of whether to accept the proposed arrangement remains with the prospective spouse and therefore is not a forced marriage, not a criminal offence. Um, and... Uh, in, in an arranged marriage, sometimes a daughter or son disagrees with the decision, and so obviously the parents should respect that decision. But occasionally you will find a situation where a child um, respects, a, a son or daughter respects their parents' decision-making uh, ability. Um, well, I, I, I've followed their advice so far, um, and although I'm not 100% with this, I'll go with it. Um, that's not a crime, it's not a forced marriage. So there's a maybe subtle distinction there, and it all turns on whether or not there is duress applied um, in any way. If there's no duress, and it's simply the respecting of a parental opinion, and that's simply an arranged marriage. And I suppose, in a sense, like all marriages, it might go well or it might not. Um, but it's it's not a forced marriage uh, merely because it's arranged. Um, so let's have a look at prevalence, the extent to which this occurs around the world. Um, this month the United Nations International Labour Organization, and it feels a bit odd that the UN's um, International Labour Organization should be involved, but because it's associated with slavery, um, then it, it, uh, it is dealt with partly by the, um, the labour organization. Um, and they, together with the Australian NGO Walk, Free, the Walk Free Foundation, um, produced the latest global estimates of modern slavery, um, which looked at worldwide modern slavery problems. And the figures related to forced marriage um, uh, of the position as it was in 2021 
um, uh, indicate that the likely global figure was 22 million people in forced marriage, up by six and a half million in the last five years, or an increase of 43%. So a staggering increase. Um, part of which they think may be uh, a result of COVID um, and the, the sort of economic insecurity um, that followed that. Um, but it's not entirely understood why those figures have increased so dramatically. Um, uh, but it's also considered to be a conservative figure uh, because um, the estimate don't include every instance of child marriage. Um, it does include child marriage um, to an extent. Uh, child marriage is by definition, uh, as we discussed briefly earlier, a uh, forced marriage because there are children fall within that category of people who can't consent to certain things. So if, um, let's say, a 10-year-old um, agrees to buy a house, um, even exchanges contracts uh, to buy a house, that's not binding on the child. Uh, proceedings for any contract, let alone land, um, cannot be brought against a child for breach of any contract because the child um, doesn't have the power to make such a contract. They lack capacity. And the same would apply to somebody um, who, who lacked cognitive capacity. In other words, um, they had a very severe brain injury or had very severe learning difficulties or whatever. So capacity is an important um, consideration in any contract. Uh, and marriage is, of course, um, a contract. So um, it's not entirely clear how many of the uh, people in um, forced marriages are children, but it's thought to be something so defined. It's thought to be something in the region of 25% of that number. Um, but the, the, the opposite, the corollary, isn't the case because UNICEF estimates that about 650 um, million women and girls uh, living today were married before they were 18. Now, in some of those cases, um, it will be a, an entirely lawful marriage because the law will permit marriage um, at 16 and 17 um, with parental consent or with a court order. Um, so it, it, it's a vaguely confusing subject that that um, uh, la that area between um, child marriage and forced marriage. Um, clearly, if the child is under 16, the, then the, the person marrying is under 16, then by any um, law, they uh, cannot consent um, and the marriage is not permissible even with the parent's consent. Um, I can think of one exception to that, where in the United States of America, um, in some very conservative um, uh, US states, um, judges can issue marriage licenses for girls under the age of 15 um, if they are pregnant. Um, so, th so the world is full of these sort of little exceptions, but by and large, um, no marriage to um, a person under 16 um, could be could be lawful, subject, as I say, to those those little exceptions. Um, the 
issue of forced marriage is is a problem throughout the world. Nearly two thirds of all forced marriages take place in Asia and the Pacific, but it it it, it occurs in Europe. Ten point four percent of forced marriages are in Europe and Central Asia, and that that gets a bit easier if you think of a migrant populations um, in European countries, but also there are some very conservative um, uh, European countries around the and in the Mediterranean with uh, very paternalistic societies. Uh, and it's in those paternalistic societies that that one finds that honour is a really important thing, to, usually to men, and it, it, it's around honour-based societies that the problem of forced marriage occurs most. Would that be a good time for a break? Yeah, thank you so much. Let's listen to I Watch the Sunrise.
to Radio Maria. This is Just Life and we're joined by Simon John, who is telling us this morning about forced marriage around the world. Back over to you, Simon. Uh, thank you very much and uh, welcome back, listeners. Um, I was uh, just talking about the sort of places in the world where forced marriage tends to happen more. Um, uh, and it's also worth considering that uh, forced marriage isn't... Um, a condition it isn't an arrangement that occurs uh, entirely in um, lower income uh, countries. 25% of forced marriages are in high or upper middle income countries. It's, um, as I mentioned before, very closely connected to um, the, the, the concept of honour um, in uh, what certainly in the West we would think of uh, as a perverted sense of honour um, and that surely must be the case when it goes to murdering your daughter because she disobeys your your rules in this regard. Um, a, a quote from the, uh, the, the uh, Global Slavery Estimate um, from from a, a girl who was married, um, who was forced to be married. I was afraid of him. I didn't want to live or sleep with him in the same bed. But they told me that as a wife, I was supposed to live with my husband. It was then the reality dawned on me that I was married. And this is from a female, a girl who was forced to marry at age 11. The the culprits who who's responsible for all this well mostly family members as we've been discussing 89% um of uh, arranged marriage forced marriages forced marriages um are um arranged by family members and in 73% of cases they are the parents um and the ways in which uh, they are coerced um, uh, are, can be extremely varied um, half of those living in forced marriage were coerced using emotional threats or verbal abuse um, emotional blackmail um, but, but also threatening the, 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 the parents that is threatening self-harm or asserting the family's reputation will be ruined um, and uh, threats of estrangement from other family members. Uh, this was the um, most common form of coercion used for both the males and females. Um, and incidentally, something like 30% um, of those forced to marry um, were males uh, globally, which is quite surprising. Um, so in the UK, there are um, about half a dozen areas, including East Anglia, uh, where that, that are most affected um, regions uh, in terms of forced marriage. But, in, but so far as the UK as a whole is concerned, um, the, a Guardian investigation uh, four years ago um, which followed a, two cases, two successful prosecutions, um, uh, revealed that uh, it is woefully underreported, as experts in the field tell us. Um, but nonetheless, um, there were, in a three-year period, three and a half thousand uh, reports of forced marriage um, made to authorities. Um, so figures have been collected by the Iranian and Kurdish women's rights organization, um, but they were, were thought by all experts to be just the tip of the iceberg. Um, over the same three year period, another, um, well, a national helpline uh, who I mentioned in the introduction, Karma Nirvana, um, received uh, 
22,000 calls from individuals or agencies um, concerning a forced marriage. Um, and so it, it's clear that um, this is not a, a tiny problem. It's a very significant problem. And, and it bubbles to the surface, doesn't it? Um, every now and again, when we hear these awful cases of honour killings um, uh, and so on, uh, that 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 is the uh, minuscule minority who a resist um, and b have the resistance met um, with the the ultimate the the, the final degrad degradation of the individual's life being taken. Um, but but below that, um, there are um, evidently many thousands of cases where women just suffer in silence. Um, they're treated according to um, the director um, of Karma Nirvana um, as um, slaves subjected to threats and violence. Um, and victims endure the added burden of their own families pressuring them to stay in these marriages to avoid bringing them shame. Um, the majority of callers to the helplines are British citizens. Um, we, we found this with slavery generally in the UK, that um, uh, from time to time, it varies year by year, um, but it, British citizens are always somewhere near the top of nationalities who are affected um, by one form or another of slavery. And it's, it's no less the case um, with, with forced marriage. Um, some people have been brought to the UK by a British spouse um, before being exploited. Um, and uh, they're often threatened with deportation. Um, if they don't agree, um, they're unable to speak English, they don't have access to public funds and find themselves in a cycle of abuse. Um, and a leading barrister who's an advisor to the United Nations has warned the government that the government is failing to recognise these people um, and thousands like them as requiring the same protection as those suffering from other forms of exploitation. Uh, this barrister, Parosha Chandran, said the modern-day meaning of slavery doesn't require in law that you um, own or think you own somebody. Um, instead, it means you treat somebody as if they were your property. It's crucial authorities acknowledge this in forced marriage cases. Um, and the National Police Lead uh, the UK, in the UK for honour crime said, it's unfortunate to hear repeated stories of newly married women, often in forced marriages, complaining of a form of modern slavery. Undoubtedly, there needs to be much more awareness to detect and prevent these abuses. So let's just look at the law um, in the UK, um, which, as I mentioned earlier, has changed recently um, in terms of um, who can marry. You now have to be 18 to marry in the UK. And the, the, the fact that your parents um, uh, consent to you marrying doesn't permit any marriage um, under the age of, of 18. Um, so forced marriage in England, Wales, is a criminal offence um, and it's illegal for people to use violence, threats or any form of coercion um, to cause somebody else to enter into a marriage without their full and free consent. Um, it's also a crime to take someone ab abroad to marry them, um, to practice any form of deception, um, to uh, marry a person who lacks mental capacity um, or to breach a forced marriage protection order, which I'll come to now. Um, yes, these have been around 
um, since 2008, and there have been more than 1,500 forced marriage protection orders issued. And they can be helpful, A, um, before a marriage, if someone senses they're being forced into a marriage, um, or even if you're already in a forced marriage. Um, uh, the, the, the type of order that's made is unique to each case and contains uh, legally binding conditions and directions that change the behaviour um, or that are designed to change the behaviour uh, of a person um, trying to um, force someone into a marriage. The aim of the order is to protect the person um, who has been or is being forced into marriage. The court can make an order um, in, in, in an emergency so that protection takes place straight away. Um, so say the marriage is going to take place tomorrow or even later today, um, you, can, you can get an order in an emergency. Um, the court can make a forced marriage protection order to protect someone being, um, being forced into marriage or who has been. As I say, it's not just for people um, who are at risk of a forced marriage. Um, and um, they can be made at the same time as a police investigation or other criminal proceedings. Someone who disobeys a court order can be sent to prison for up to two years uh, for contempt of court. That is the mere fact of disobeying a court order. But it's also a crime in itself with a maximum of five years imprisonment for disobeying a false marriage protection order. Um, and the sort of things that, um, that such an order um, typically includes is to prevent removing somebody um, out of the UK, the victim out of the UK to be married. Um, it can uh, forbid uh, arrangements uh, for the marriage, including entering into an agreement with another family. Um, it can prevent physical well, order, forbid physical violence. Um, it can forbid people, um, even the parents, from contacting the victim. So it can, as in marriage cases, you can have um, non-contact orders um, forbidding a spouse, if you like, um, or, or, or someone with whom a party has had a relationship from contacting that party to whom he or she might have been violent. Well, it's the same in forced marriage orders. They can be prevented from contacting the victim. Um, uh, and uh, they can order perpetrators to hand over passports, say, to the victim who is being uh, under threat of a forced marriage, give their passport back. Um, and if they don't, as I say, up to five years in prison, um, or direct the return of somebody from abroad. So they're quite wide-ranging um, orders. Anyone can apply for such an order, um, and you just go on to the, um, the uh, court service um, website, and the form will be there. Of course, you can get professional advice, but if you can't afford it, um, then courts, uh, particularly in this sort of case, will give you some help um, in filing proceedings. Um, it's a civil proceeding, not a criminal proceeding, so you don't need the cooperation of the police. Um, you, you just go to the court and ask for such an order. Um, <clears throat> that quite a lot of these orders um, have been made um, in 2009, um, when it started, there were just under 100 such orders, um, and it had nearly quadrupled um, 10 years later. Um, so it, it's clear that um, this power is being better understood. Um, so let's just have a little look now at... Um, 
some of the help available, there are two particular contact numbers um, that are worth being aware of. One is the government's fourth marriage unit um, that I mentioned. Their helpline is 207 0080151 and Karma Nirvana is 0800 599 Those numbers will be in the notes um, on the website. So, um, but but you can look any of them up on the internet. Uh, the forced marriage unit and Karma nirvana um so they uh, provide help it's worth mentioning that um dr jasvinder sangera cbe who founded um karma nirvana um did so after she'd escaped um a forced marriage at age 15 um and tragically lost her sister to honour abuse, her sister died. So um, it, it, it's a very real problem. Is now a good time for definitely break? thank you. Yeah, I was about to ask exactly what Carmen Nirvana was. Um, let's listen to um, "Be Still." listening to Radio Maria and it's just life and we're joined by Simon John in the latest on his series in his series Set the Down Trodden Free and today Simon is telling us about forced marriage and we've heard about forced marriage around the world and now I believe you're going to tell us about forced marriage closer to home even here in East Anglia. Yes indeed Um, 
so the, the, some research has been done by the uh, prestigious uh, Nottingham University's Rights Lab, it's called, um, and they, they found that the age range with the highest percentage of cases um, is generally, over the last um, years, uh, 18 to 21. Um, so it's adults um, who principally um, are being forced into marriage. Um, even people over 31, um, or, although that, um, that, that actually made an increasing proportion of cases. Um, the, so the east of England um, appears to account for about 5% um, of reported cases of, of forced marriage in the UK. Um, there are other areas, including London, um, the Midlands, the Northwest, which are um, obviously uh, higher, um, partly because of population density and partly because of uh, ethnic distribution um, in those areas. Um, in the UK, 79% uh, of victims um, were female, but 20% were male. Um, so you can think of those particularly as being honour-based cases where the family is putting uh, pressure on uh, a male who's recently become an adult, perhaps, um, and is really being um, coerced into believing that the family's honour, um, and certainly its perceived honour, will be badly damaged if um, the, the marriage, which has been uh, arranged by the controlling parents, um, is, is not followed through. Um, because, of course, they've done all this without the consent of the, of the adult um, or the person to be married, whether an adult or not. Um, and so anybody who'd... who'd so to speak, arranged a contract um, on behalf of somebody else, if the contract isn't then followed through, you lose face. Um, and, and that's part of the deal. The problem being um, uh, having the, um, the need, I suppose, um, the need to control by arranging it in the first place. Um, there's a tiny percentage of these people um, who were about between one and two percent of these people who were identified as being LGBT. Um, but in something in the region of 100 cases a year involved victims with learning disabilities, uh, about eight percent of the cases. Um, and in these cases, the victim was more likely to be male. Um, and the the uh, uh, forced marriage unit um, gave advice and support um, in twelve hundred, nearly twelve hundred cases. Um, Ten percent of the cases had absolutely no overseas element at all, um, and so the uh, arrangements and the marriage all took place within the UK. Um, that there is uh, some evidence to suggest that before the pandemic, uh, forced marriage was becoming at least a better reported crime, uh, but it may also have been an increasing crime in, in the UK. Um, and it's also worth noting, um, the research found, the low levels of referrals from schools and colleges in general. Um, which they comment is perhaps surprising, given the schools already have a statutory safeguarding responsibility with regards to um, forced marriage and are a key contact for a significant number of people at risk. Um, I don't know the extent to which 
Um, this is an issue in um, modern school management and training of teachers and and um, head teachers, but um, clearly it may well be one of the reasons um, one has to consider when finding a child who um, was hitherto bright and attentive who suddenly um, loses attention, um, particularly if they're from a background where this sort of thing might happen, but it, it, it as as with all forms of um, of of slavery and exploitation, uh, it it isn't limited to any particular um, form of uh, people from any particular ethnic background. Although the majority will be those where um, honour um, within the family is. Uh, more important. So let's just have a look at some cases um, which have happened in the UK and been uh, first two uh, cases which have been prosecuted um, and in those cases um, uh, it, one from Birmingham a 17 year old daughter was taken to Pakistan on the pretext that they were going on a family holiday. When they arrived the victim was informed that as soon as she turned 18, uh, she was to be married to this 36-year-old man. Um, the marriage had been planned for some time by the family without her knowledge, and a marriage contract had existed between the two families um, for five years. Um, that is beginning to sound, isn't it? Um, like medieval marriage contracts between um, royal families that, that we've heard of. Um, and when the victim indicated she didn't want the marriage to go ahead, she was assaulted uh, by her mother and her passport was confiscated. Uh, the second case in Leeds, um, a 19-year-old victim was taken by her parents to Bangladesh. So here an adult, um, on the pretext of a six-week family holiday to visit relatives and celebrate Eid, uh, unbeknown to the victim, there'd been in place a long-standing mar marriage contract um, between her father and the family of the intended groom. So similar sort of story. Um, and uh, the, an, another case um, that uh, I read in the Guardian was a case of was not a case of forced marriage, um, but. Uh, the case of an arranged marriage uh, which had gone badly wrong. And in this case, um, we may have touched on it in the programme about domestic servitude, uh, a, a, a man who was a mechanic in South London um, uh, entered into an arranged marriage um, with a woman, and although she had high hopes at the beginning of the relationship, um, he... Uh, thereafter, after the marriage, subjected her to physical and mental torture after she came to the UK um, from Pakistan in late 2012. Um, so there may be both parties um, had entirely different ideas when they entered into the marriage. Um, and the, the, there was also reported uh, in The Guardian, I think, a case of a teenaged girl confined to the house um, and raped on a daily basis, a Moroccan woman uh, made to marry her gay British groom to conceal his identity uh, and then used as a cleaner. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so the, 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 it, it clearly is a problem um, of which we are probably barely aware, um, but maybe should be more aware and be aware that there are um, that there are ways of helping, particularly through Karma Nirvana, the charity I mentioned, um, and um, through the courts in getting forced marriage protection orders. Um, 
Manchester University, just moving on to some research, um, did some research about 10 years ago, but I suspected it still um, is, is valid. Um, so first of all, they um, mentioned the um, problem that uh, both UK and European Union policies have focused too much on preventing um, forced marriage um, rather than dealing with the problem um, when it has arisen. Um, secondly, that uh, concepts of forced marriage focus on consent at the entry point. <clears throat> in, in contrast, survivors of forced marriage um, and women's organisations experienced in providing services to this group um, both attach equal importance to existing forced marriages and how to help people in that situation, a, a similar um, notion. Thirdly, within the forced marriage debates, South Asian and Muslim communities are being perceived as being largely responsible for forced marriage um, when research demonstrates that the range of communities in which forced marriage occurs is much wider. That's an important point that I tried to um, refer to earlier. Uh, it, it isn't um, confined to South Asian and Muslim communities. Um, uh, and as some of the data I mentioned earlier um, suggests, forced marriage is often seen as a product of backward cultures um, or religion um, in a pathologizing manner. Um, the narratives in their study illustrate uh, an interplay between culture, religion and poverty, including immigration uh, practices, which points to the need for a more nuanced understanding of forced marriage. Thank you, Simon. And you'd, you'd also mentioned at the beginning about this not only being a female problem. Do you know the percentage of males affected by forced yes. marriage? Yes, as I say, in the UK, um, uh, perhaps you went offline for a second uh, when I mentioned this. In the UK, it's just over 20%. Um, uh, and typically, um, uh, I think the, the sort of male who is born into an honour-based, um, uh, a, a belief system based around, heavily based around honour, who is coerced into thinking that he will be letting the family down if he doesn't. So 20% right. in the UK, um, but nearer 30% globally. Okay, yeah, I did miss that. Thank you so much. This is Colours of the Day, Dawn into Mind. of day dawn into the mind the sun has come up the night is behind go down in the city into the street and let's give the message to the people we meet so light up the fire and let the flame burn open the door let jesus return take the seeds of his spirit Go through the park, on into the town The sun still shines on, it never goes down The light of the world is risen again The people of darkness are needing a friend So light up the Open your eyes, 
we've got a few minutes and Simon has a few more things to say, so I'm going to put him back on air. Thank you. Um, so uh, I thought we might finish on just a few thoughts as to how people can help in this regard. Um, so the, the, the first, maybe, um, is for, for all of us just to be increasingly aware that this is a real problem um, in the UK and that um, it may well be that someone we know at work or, or, um, or at school or wherever um, has um, recently married or is recently or is about to marry um, and has had, if you like, um, a mild to moderate or even severe change of personality. They've suddenly become depressed and um, are very concerned and worried. Well, th th this is just one of the possible causes um, that, uh, that, 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 that may be troubling them. Um, and if you become aware, if you, uh, then maybe one can make them aware of the things that are available, um, in particular the helplines um, and legal proceedings to prevent a forced marriage or to extricate somebody from a forced marriage. Um, legal proceedings aren't only available um, to people before, they're also available during the forced marriage, um, which will be, of course, um, null and void. Um, if force was, uh, if it is a forced marriage. Um, but, but in terms of our general attitudes, um, it's suggested um, through the uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, one of which is to abolish forced marriage, um, that addressing underlying socio-cultural norms and structures that perpetuate forced marriage. And one of those is parental control, a really difficult issue, um, but clearly excessive control um, of um, adolescence is... Um, is can be problematic, um, as can in, inadequate control. A fine balance indeed, um, as anyone who has children will know. Um, but also investing in building the um, economic agency of people at risk um, and, and living in a forced marriage um, and protecting the rights of those vulnerable to forced marriage. Um, and addressing the vulnerability of migrants, in particular children. That's something in this country we have suddenly become quite bad at um, since the hostile environment um, uh, established by a previous version of this government. And, and, and hasn't it been shocking to, for us as Christians to see how people of other faiths and uh, other skin colours than white um, ha have been publicly abused over the last decade um, by people. And, and it still goes on. Um, and an absence of that, of the sort of understanding that brings people together um, can't help but disguise this problem. So I think that probably about uh, all we've got time for. Yeah, thank you so much, Simon. And um, unfortunately, often the people in these situations are the least able to help themselves and the least yeah. likely to to find uh, help, which is why, as you say, we need to be on the lookout it, for it ourselves and to be to be the good neighbour. And so I'm just going to give out once again that number, the Forced Marriage Helpline 0207 008. 0151 if you um, want that for yourself or anyone else. And thank you so much, Simon, for your time and sharing so much expertise and years and years of research and interest that you've been sharing with us in this series, Set the Downtrodden Free. 
So thank you once again. And um, we hope you will be back with us very soon. A pleasure as always. Thank you. Thanks.